we doing everyone and welcome to episode 15 of Talking to Mod. This week we have football hard man Danny Kedwell. I remember playing against Danny in a uh, charity game and I'm sure the story will come up. It's uh, quite a funny one. I'm not sure whether to bring it up because it was embarrassing on my behalf. But listen, you're going to have to listen to the show to see if we do. So sit back, relax and enjoy episode 15 with Danny Kedwell. Here he is, here he is. Oh, fuck, there's the table. Here we go. I need to turn it around, don't I? Oh, he's had There, there he is. Go on, son. Exactly. Well, listen, that's, a, that's two minutes past, mate. You, that, that's a fine in my books, mate. Mate, look, I've just done some coaching. First thing, set pieces. I'm going to go and do the set pieces quickly. Uh, <laughs> oh, top man. Listen, I, I appreciate your time anyway. That's I'm only messing about with you. You will? Yeah, I'm good, mate. You? Getting there, mate. I'm getting there. I'm still waiting for that kebab you promised me at Shisha or whatever it was. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah. this is like just a general chilled out chat about your footballing background. What I want to know is how did you get involved in football in the first place, mate? Um, I don't know, really. When I was youngster, obviously my dad was playing like local football and stuff and I used to just go and watch him all the time. Um... So that's how I got into it, really. Just watching him and, yeah, and from day one, I used to train with them. men and I was like six or so, and I used to just jump in and on my own. And they used to tell me to get off, but I used to just do what I wanted. <laughs> you still do, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, I still do, mate. Yeah. Do you remember your first pair of football boots? I had Kit Simons on here recently, and he remembers his first pair. It was a pair of Patrick. You remember them? My, mine were Gola from Woolworths. These were from Woolworths as well. Yeah, Woolworths, mate. Gola. Decent, My first man. Boot. That's de- decent, decent. Yeah. So, would you say you always had a ball at your feet at a very young age and you just that was what your goal was? You just wanted to be involved in football one way or another? Yeah, always, mate. And obviously, when I was younger, we used to have a ball outside my house. And um, every time I got home from school or whatever, I used to have a ball kicking up against the wall on my own for hours. It's just what I used to do all the time. So people probably driving by going, look, this nutter, but yeah, yeah, it was good. It was good. It's um, listen, it's it's what you do as a kid. Do you know what I mean? You don't see that nowadays, do you? Do you know what I mean? So, um, but that's what I used to do every day, everywhere I went. I used to have a boy in my hand. Brilliant man, brilliant. Who was your footballing hero growing up? Um, to be to be fair, it was probably between Ian Rush, the later. Well, my early days, Ian Rush, because I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, and then I got to about 14, 15, and Alan Shearer. Loved just the way he played. And um, and that's, I, that's how I used to go off, really. Yeah. Alan Shearer, got star with like myself. Do you know what I mean? Target man, score goals, good in the air. Do you know what I mean? So it was, uh, yeah, just fight for him, really. For youngsters who are like really want to get into the game, you know, say similar to yourself when you were a young age, you had a ball and you were kicking it against the, the wall. But what advice would you give to youngsters in this day and age, mate, who want to get want to try and persuade a career in football? Just work hard. Just carry on like... Um, it's, it's different to obviously my days now and obviously I'm, I'm coaching myself and it's different mentality kids nowadays. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's all about how fit you are and um, how many kilometres can you run in a game and things like that. I mean, we didn't have that in our day. So 
Um, it's different, very different, it's scientifically different. Um, so it's, they just got to keep doing what, what the progress is like nowadays, you know what I mean? You just work hard and every day's different because um, you go to, to clubs or academy boys as well. They go to clubs and manager don't like them. It's, it's all about opinions. Um, and that, that's one way where you just got to go, look, listen, just keep going. And just everything you, you want to do in, in life, you, it would happen. If you want it really that bad, you, you'll get it. Um, that's the mentality I had. Um, people used to doubt me, say you ain't never going to make it. Do you know what I mean? Because obviously at 16, 17, like you find drink, don't you? You go out, your mates clubbing and um, everyone's like, you, you love a night out more than your football. And I always said, I'll make it. Believe me, I'll make it. And because I knew I would and I did. So um, that's the mentality they got, Rav. If, if you believe in yourself, you, you will do it. It's like in anything in life, not just football, anything, doesn't it? So if you believe in something and work hard at it, it will happen. I think that's a, that's a great answer there, Danny. And similar to yourself, I believe in myself and the career that I chose. And I'm my biggest fan because, like you said, if you don't believe in yourself, don't expect someone else to believe in you then. No, exactly. Exactly that, mate. It's, it's all about opinions. All about opinions. Like, there's players that, um, obviously, I've been you know, coaching now for a long time and obviously I manage a club and assistant manager at Chatham. And it's, it's all about opinions. They're my view of I don't fancy someone, the manager does, and I don't. It's... It's just how football is. Um, a lot, but I like people proving me wrong. I proved a lot of people wrong in my life in football. Like I said earlier, um, they didn't believe I'd make it. Um, so that's that's the mentality these young boys got. To have. They got to have that. They got to prove people wrong sometimes, and and they will if they do if they really work at it. I suppose that's a bit similar to um, is it at a boat at a because he was so big. No one thought yeah. he would make it as a footballer, did he? And he just he went on and similar to yourself, what you just said, just proved all the people, all the yeah. doubters wrong. And listen, I, I played with him at Gillingham myself. Me and Bayo was up front. Um, a lot of teams didn't fancy that. Me and Bayo up top, to be honest. Um, but listen, when, when you play with him, you don't realise how good he is. Like he's touch, he's, he's he's obviously a big boy, and and he could move. People probably think he could move. He could actually move. Um, so yeah, he's had to prove people wrong, and he's had a great career. Do you know what I mean? He's he's um, had a big career, and he's a good lad as well, top lad, and um, especially with the young lads, always look after them, acknowledge them. Um, so yeah, he was he was better than what probably people think, because first time I see him come in training, and he done this touch, and his feet was so quick, I was like, oh my god. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So obviously, I played with him for a whole year, and yeah, he's a uh, like you say, he's had to prove people wrong, and. Is is mate? Is what it is. Do you know what I mean? I tell you now, if I was a defender and I looked on the team sheet and I saw you and him together, I wouldn't have even put my boots on and come out on the pitch, mate. I wouldn't have fancied it at all. <laughs> no, he's, uh, there was a few times in the in the dugout. I um, in the uh, tunnel. Sorry, in the tunnel, we'd uh, we'd always walk out together at the back. Oh, yeah. So I dread what people uh, probably thought. Oh my god, what a day we're going to have here. <laughs> so, talking of that, do you remember uh, we played in a charity game together at Gillingham? I think it was. Yeah, and, mate. and you decided to run across me as I was doing a diag. Mate, uh, do you know what? Right? Not too clean out, isn't it? <laughs> There's actually a video in there, right? And I think it, 
someone was it on like one of the local news things or something they yeah. said something about oh ben ben taylor aka the magic mod was probably feeling this and i remember right you went across it well like you said diagonal ball across and i thought i'm gonna throw myself in this right i mean probably gonna make a twat of myself i remember it hitting me i thought I felt like I'd been hit by a car, right? And then I thought, right, I'll, I'll play up because the crowd obviously thought, oh, God, he's going to milk it. So I remember I went to go up to you, like, for a laugh and shake your hand and say, are you all right, right? And I got near you and I just went on the floor as if you had butted me and the crowd were like, eh. <laughs> in, the same, in the same game, right? I remember one of our players that we had up front, I can't think who it was, it might have been that boxer, Ben. He he was one-on-one with the goalkeeper, right? And uh, I can't think of you had in goal. What was, oh, was it the ladies' uh, goalkeeper, I think? Might have been. I'm sure yeah, was. I remember I thought, he's got to square it to me. He's got to square it to me. Anyway, he didn't. He went for a shot. The goalkeeper saved it. And it's come towards me at a perfect height. I thought, oh, I'm just going to volley this. I remember volleying it. It went right in the away end. I thought, oh my God, just look down. Look down on the floor, mate. As if, the t- you know, I always blame the bobble. You've done that a few times, haven't you? I always do that, mate. Every time I miss. <laughs> Talk, talking of it in the onion, though, I mean, you've scored a fair few goals, mate. Have you got one for you that stands out the most? Do you know what? I've got, I've got two, obviously. The um, the Wimbledon penalty to get him back in the Football League. Yeah. Um, so that obviously the history of what happened to him and obviously had to start again from the bottom um, to score that and to be captain of the club at the time. That stands out massively, obviously. Um, but then the Gillingham one, because it's my hometown, um, scoring the, the winning goal against Torquay at home to get us promoted to League One. Um, so that, that them two goals stand out for me, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, that, have, that have always been with me for the rest of my life, really, mate. Let's touch up on that one for Wimbledon. Um, as you said, the goal to get you back into the... Was it the Football League? Back to the Football League, yeah. I mean, that, that's incredible thinking about it because, I mean, everything they've gone through, and I mean, I'm sure it's, everyone knows about what that club went through. So, for you, yeah. what was going through your mind, mate, when you were taking that penalty? Do, do you know what? It's, it's mad because um, when, when we went to the penalty shootout, um, I got all the boys together and I, I just said, this, this is our time. This, this is it. So, when it actually fell to me to obviously take them up, I was like, oh, God. I shouldn't have said that. Um, <laughs> but do you know, do you know what? I, I actually was so confident. It was really weird. I just knew that what I was doing, where I was going, um, and I just thought if I hit this properly, it, it, he's, he's never going to save it. Do you know what I mean? Because um, obviously, I've always had like a quite hard shot, as you know. Um, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was it was really weird. It it felt the longest walk ever, though. Like I'm walking up to it from the halfway line. It felt for ages. Um, but yes, once once I got there, there was just no nerves or nothing. I just knew that it was it, and obviously um, it went in. So it was it was it was it was a great great day, mate. Great great weekend to be fair, building up to it, which is so good. And obviously doing it like with a with the club that obviously started again from the fans. Do you know what I mean? They started the club back up, and um, it was a fans club, and and obviously like they're still in the football league, which is brilliant. Of course it is, man. Of course it is. You mentioned the walk up from the halfway line to the penalty spot. I, I've done it, obviously, nowhere near the league the level you've played, mate, honestly. Yeah. But it's still, it is literally, like you just said, it is the longest walk of your life because there's so much going on in your head and you've just got to try and focus, haven't you? And yeah, you have, mate. When you're walking up, do you 
Do you already know where you're going to put the ball or do you literally just, as soon as you're on the penalty spot, then? When it comes near me, like if I'm third or, well, I've not always been fifth. I've always liked to go fifth for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but when I'm there and it gets to about the third one, if I know it's roughly going to get to me, I'll, I'll just say, right, I know where I'm going. Which I mean, I'll make my mind up then and I'll never change my mind. That's Brilliant. That's what I always done, yeah. But in, in games when I've always been penalty taker, I always think before the game. Yeah. I get a penalty today, and I'm going. I'm smashing it down the middle. Or I'm going to go right or left. So I mean, always, I've always been that, done that. Obviously, from from uh, in the changing room before I walk out, I know where I'm going because nine nine times out of ten, um, when you change your mind, mate, is it, do you know what I mean? Is it's you always miss, and that's what I learned from a younger age. I never used to think about it. And then as I'm walking up, I'm going, I'm going that corner, and I change my mind at the last minute, and then I end up missing. So yeah. Never change your mind. That's a good thing. Good man. Good man. Now, you've been in some fantastic battles with teams over the years. Is there a player who stands out for you which gave you the worst day of your life? Is there one, like, a real... Basically, uh, let me change the question. Who's the, who's the hardest opponent you ever played against? The hardest. The hardest, hardest. Do you know what? It was probably coming towards the end of his career. Um, and it felt like I met, met my match. Do you know what I mean? Like, I used to throw elbows around and be horrible and <laughs> I mean, stamp on them and all that. And um, that definitely ain't one there. Callum Davis, he definitely ain't one. No. But, uh, he's, he's probably an easy centre-half I could play against. Um, Back pocket. Probably, probably Guy Branson, to oh, be honest. Right. He was at Torquay at the time and I remember walking out with him and like in the tunnel when he was massive, his head's massive. And... Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, I got out there and he was stamping on me. He was grabbing me. He was pinching me. He was like headbutting me in the back of the head. Um, so yeah, that that was probably like one of the toughest physically, I'd say. Um, and then probably listen. I think technically and physically and all that was probably Harry Maguire when he was a young age at Sheffield United. Sheffield United, um, yeah, yeah. He was at Sheffield United as a young player. I was at Chillingham. To be fair, he passed the ball back, under hit it, and I run through and scored. So, um, that was a <laughs> oh, he still had one of them in his locker. Yeah, still had one of them, mate. Still had one of them in him. Um, but yeah, he, but you could see he was going to be a good player. He was only like 19 at the time, I think, or 18. But uh, he had everything, mate. He was—you can tell—he could hit it, he can play, he could run with it. He was quick. Do you know what I mean? Like I tried to run him a couple of times, and he just shoved me out of the way. Do you know what I mean? With his pace and. Um, but yeah, he was, he was probably my most technical and that you can see that he's got everything. Do you know what I mean? Talking about players who've got everything, just how good is Jude Bellingham? Oh, he's a joke. A joke. I, watched, I watched him last night and it just looks easy for him, doesn't it? At the it's, minute. He's going to be classmate. It is, uh, the way he plays the game, like any youngster who wants to sort of get into football or anything like that, because as you said earlier on, you don't see many people kicking a ball up and down the street anymore. When I was a kid, no. that's all we did. These yeah, yeah. days, they're more into their game consoles and flipping whatever. But like yeah. watching him, I mean, youngsters should back, try and watch him and try and imitate what he does in, on the uh, concrete outside, I tell you. Because he it literally, like you said, he is a joke yeah. of a player. And he will go, I'll give it a few years, maybe next year or whatever. He'll end up being the captain of England and he will go on yeah. to... I think he'll win everything. He's that good. Yeah. And, I mean, he is a joy to watch, isn't he? Yeah. 
exactly. He's 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 got everything, mate. Like you say, he's he's he can run. He's 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 contribution to everything. He's just got everything, and he? he keeps the ball tight. He just gets in good areas. He gets in tight areas. He can get out of. He scores. Do you know I mean, it's everything a mid, a mid you want for as a midfielder, didn't you? Hundred um, percent. But look, listen, it's lucky England have got him, in not they? So oh, it's a good thing. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. What about? Let's change it up a bit. Who's the best player you've played with? Played with. Played with. Um. Probably partnership. Probably Johnny Main. We had the yeah. best. Slight partnership at Wimbledon. Um, we just knew each other's game. Um, it just it didn't matter what. We just knew each other. Um, best partnership, definitely him. Um, but probably midfield, probably Andy Jury. Things he used to oh, do. Yeah, ball, yeah. yeah things he used to do with the ball, mate. It's like wow. Do you know what I mean? Um, but he was like me. He come late. Do you know what I mean? He um, he come late into the game. A bit like me professionally. Um, but yeah, things he used to do. And listen, I, I played with him last year, still here, and I still think watching him play, obviously I was assistant manager and watching him play, it was like things he does and that with the ball is just like, oh my God. Do you know what I mean? So he's probably one of them do, as well. Do you still get involved a bit, Danny? Do you still play a bit? Like, would you put yourself oh, yeah. on or is it just purely coaching and that now? No, I have, I have a couple of games, mate. I, um, I played two this year, scored one. So yeah, um, I pick and choose them. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm 40 now and it hurts, so it takes me two weeks to recover. Listen, mate, Barry Ailes is 51 and he's still knocking them in, isn't he? Yeah, mate, I know. Yeah, I'll go as long as I can, mate, but I think it ain't too long, mate. It ain't too long. Like, it needs a uh, proper writing now. Bless you, man, bless you. What about grounds in terms of football grounds? Was there a ground that you hated going to just for the pure... Maybe you thought, oh, we're going to have a really hard one today, or was it more of the, the atmosphere was intimidating? Do you, do you know what? I, one I always stuck in my mind was Bradford. Bradford. Been there a few times. Yeah. You? Just the change rooms, mate. You couldn't move. It was so small. Um, it's like you're touching knee to knee to the other player. See, That's how small it is. The away end weren't much nah. better, mate, I tell you. No. Nah. <laughs> um, and I don't know why. We always played them in the winter. Like, always played them in the winter, so it made it even worse. Like, the pitch weren't great. I think they played a bit of rugby there, I think, once. One year I played those, I don't know, something was going on. The pitch was awful. Um, but it's just one of them grounds, yeah, that I always hated to go to. Just hated it, like, just the whole thing. But it's a, it's a great stadium, though. That's the thing. It's like a big, it's a big stadium. So, um, but yeah, just one of them grounds, mate. Just one of them. And of course, we all know music plays a big part in the football in like getting ready for it. The dressing room's pumping. You need to get prepared. Yeah. What, what sort of music would you be listening to before a game, mate? Do you know what? I'm not a very, like, that sort of player. And I'll just switch off and concentrate on my own game. I let all the other players put their music on. on like, some of it, I don't even know. I've never heard it. <laughs> I mean, like, especially nowadays. <laughs> so, I mean, especially these days, mate. I'm, I'm like, what song is that? Um, but yeah, um, yeah, I didn't really get involved with music and really, I just, I was always like focused on football, really, like the game. I've never, never really got involved in that. Unless we won or something, I'll just dance to say I didn't even know. Do you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> like everyone jumping around, I'd jump around with them. I ain't got a clue. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I never, never really, nothing really pumped me up or 
I'd listen to really, mate. I weren't one of them sort of players, really. Some of, some of the music that people listen to these days is absolutely diabolical, mate. Is oh, it? I know, mate. I know. I know. Like, so, like, most of players nowadays, you go on a coach, you don't even hear them because they've just got their headphones on. It's all headphones, isn't it? Which is quiet. That's, that's something I want to talk to you about. Um, I mentioned it with Kit, and it seems these days players, you know, after a game back in the old, you know, when Fulham won promotion and Kit was there, they said the players rule out there was like a unity it was one big family and i think these days i just you don't really see that the players going out together and sort of bonding in i mean of course we know camera phones and all sorts you can do after stuff you used to be able to do but yeah it just seems that it's just more they're all wrapped up in their own little world rather than bonding in with the others would you do you get what i mean yeah there's it's not listen in, in when i was playing in Used to go training after training on a Tuesday night when we was like non-league, especially. You'd all go out for a beer after. Do you know what I mean? Now, nowadays you can't do just go straight home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the bonding's not not as much what it used to be in the olden days, but you you can't add. This is the thing. Football's changed, didn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, I used to go out on a Friday night and play on a Saturday. Do you know what I mean? You can't do that no more. Do you know what I mean? At 17, 18. <laughs> but that's that's what people used to do, didn't they? Do you know what I mean? You just can't do that nowadays. You can't. Like, I couldn't do it now. I couldn't go out on a Friday and play Saturday. I'd be done. But, um, yeah, football's changed, mate. It's just, you just don't do them these days, do you? Like, even after training, everyone's home and drink your proteins and that now, innit? Proteins and make sure you get the right foods down, yeah. And, right. Do you know what I mean? It ain't like going for a kebab after training, like in the olden days, and a beer. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> totally different. You wouldn't get totally. that now, mate, could you? No, you wouldn't, mate. You wouldn't get that now. And you get lynched. Let's let's talk about your young lad, though. Is he down at Cholton? And you went and saw him the other day against... Uh, was it he played against Crawley? Crawley, yeah. Was it 3-2? Yeah, he was on the bench. Yeah, they lost. He was on the bench for the first team at 18, which is good. Fantastic. Um, so, yeah, he's coming, he's coming along, mate. He's um, It's a good thing that he's been in and around it at his age. So, um, yeah, but he, he's... Listen, like I say, he's got to keep working hard, um, and his chance will come. Um, he's a very, he's a good player. He's very technically very good, very comfortable on the ball. He's a winner, which is a bit different these days with his kids. He's an actual like he, he plays how he trains. He trains how he plays. Sorry. Um, so yeah, he's just got to keep going, mate. Yeah, he's uh, he's got a good good chance. Good chance. That, that must be. Something you know, you must be so proud though to be able to watch your son, and not only that, for him to be doing what you love to do, you know, to see your boy playing at a decent level at his age must be amazing, mate. Yeah, it is, mate. It is. And it's, it's hard. It is hard because you try and, like, it's, when it's your own son and you try and give him a bit of advice, it's the wrong advice all the time. Shut up, Dad. Right, do you know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's, so you've got you to, like, mirror it out a bit. Do you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it is hard. It is hard because um, I'll try try and not get on him I don't get on him at all do you know what I mean but I, I just try and guide him um, don't get involved with girls and going out and stuff like like the old like normal stuff do you know what I mean he's got a footballing career to do which he, which he has he does he's football mad um, so yeah he's, he's good but he's listen it's down to him now it's down to him he's 18 now he's he's got to learn his own way do you know what I mean he's got to push himself and do what he's got to do and now I know we've touched up briefly uh, you do your coaching now I actually coach a team down in uh, Belfast where I am yeah. and uh, 
I'm enjoying it because my knees were gone years ago, mate. Yeah. I could have played. I mean, you saw me in the charity game, mate. Yeah, I could have yeah. played then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, I'm enjoying it. It's a, it's a new, it's a, it's a different type of buzz, isn't it? Yeah. Doing the coaching and that compared to when you were playing. And um, what's next for you, mate? Just, yeah, just what I'm doing now, really. And obviously, hopefully, manage again. I managed a bit of Cray and it didn't go too well, but I've been here under Kev at Chatham um, for the last three years and well this is the third year got back-to-back promotions um, we're top of the league now so it's yeah it's good because obviously it's, I'm new to it uh, managing is completely different to coaching um, being assistant is much bit different it's a bit easier it's much easier because the pressure ain't on me um, it's on Kev um, but yeah I'm, I'm learning every day do you know what I mean? To try and try and be the best I can as a manager. And um, obviously, I think I went into it a bit quick at Cray. Too quick, really. Um, so, yeah, it was an eye-opener. But now I'm getting experience under Kev and seeing what, what's, what's got to be done and off the field and not just on the field. There's, there's so much work behind the scenes. It's, it's mental as a coaching staff. It's, it's mad what goes behind there for to be prepped right for training and games. Um, so, yeah, I'm, it's, it's exciting. It's good, especially when you win. You work all week, get to a Saturday and you win. Um, it's all worthwhile, do you know what I mean? But when you lose, it's like double the work again. We've got to go, right, we've got to go back to the drawing board and try and get, get a win again the next game. And then if you lose that one, it's like, oh, God. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's stressful, do you know what I mean? Because you think, where's that next win going to come? And obviously you've got to drop players and put players in and it's not nice, do you know what I mean, seeing players being dropped and stuff. Um, so you've got to mirror it the right way to them, um, put it the right way to them as well. So they're not, like these, like, like I say, these days, mate, they don't play, they get the right arm. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got to um, put your arm around them and make sure it's for the right reasons, do you know what I mean? 100%. Who you got this weekend? we got Potter's Bar away, mate. Yeah, Potter's Bar away. Decent, man. Decent. Well, yeah. Danny, I mean, I appreciate your time, mate. I mean, it's no long way, overdue man. having a catch-up with you. I mean, yeah. you remember, we, we, I'm still waiting, as I mentioned before, I'm still waiting for that kebab, mate, you know. <laughs> Wine and hey, dine me, mate. No way I'll come out to Belfast and get a kebab. Listen, I, I'll come down to you. That little gaff you told me in, where was it? Chippenham? No, not Chippenham. Um, Essex, somewhere in Essen, Essex, the, that kebab place. Remember you? Oh, oh, um, what's it called? Oh. Sheesh, wasn't it? I said, Sheesh, Sheesh, yeah. I tell you, yeah. I was looking at the menu. I thought, oh, I have a bit of this. Looked at the prices. I said, yeah, he's definitely paying. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Master kebab, mate. That's unreal. It's on my well, road. <laughs> if you want to be unreal for that price, mate. I tell you, boy. But listen, Danny, I really do appreciate your time, yeah, mate. Me, it's mate. very kind of you. And, I, you know, I wish you all the best with the season, mate. And you, pal. Top man. Look after yourself. I'll, I'll see you soon. Ya. Take right, care, mate. man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Nice one. Nice well, there we go. Um, lovely fella, lovely fella. Really do like chatting to him. He's a lovely guy. Danny Kedwell, that was episode 15 of Talking to Mod. And next week, we've got Simon Mason. So uh, thank you for joining us and have a good evening. Oh,
the next door. 